0: Well, hey there, welcome to another episode of Only Stupid Answers, the best damn podcast you can put your moist little ears into. What,
1: what is that you say? The Only Stupid Answers podcast? Yes. What do you talk about on that podcast? Oh, well,
0: well, you know, sometimes it gets a little off the rails, but usually we talk about movies, yes, TV shows, uh-huh.
1: comic books. Tell me more. Video games? Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. We talk about ghosts more than we talk about video games. We do, and that sounds like a ridiculous sentence, <laughs> and that's why you should love this podcast. Exactly. It's hosted
0: by... Uh, Two young bucks in the prime of their life out in Los Angeles, DJ Woldridge. That's me. And Sam Bashur. That's me. That's I wish we could make a third I, voice that voice is, was uh, very
1: distinct. That's me. One of, one of us is younger and more in the prime of their life than the other. <laughs> oh, don't worry. It's fast escaping me. Yeah. I'm not taking advantage of it enough. Thank you
0: for joining us today. We have a very special episode for you guys. We actually have... A big Hollywood big wig. I'm gonna what? be honest with you. We finally did it, guys. Someone actually responded to an <laughs> email, and we got him. Yeah, we got him. No, we've. Uh, if you guys are subscribed, uh, if you guys are subscribed to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash only
1: stupid answers. Really simple. It's the yeah, name of the podcast. Of like... No, I'm kidding.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Twitter. Um, we actually uh, posted our review of Overlord, a movie that we got to see at Fantastic Fest. Yes. It's a bad robot and Paramount movie. It's a World War II genre flick. That's just so much fun. Go watch our full review there if you want to know more about it. Uh, But we were able to get in contact with Paramount, and they... Connected us up with the director Julius Avery, and uh, in terms of recording this, uh, we previously recording uh, this podcast, we actually were able to sit down with him on the phone and talk to him about the movie, yes. about his career and whatnot. So later in the episode, you're going to be getting a full the full conversation with him, which that guy he's just awesome. He's a fun he's a fun Aussie, yeah. And uh, and I, we hope you enjoy. And also we'll talk about Overlord a little bit later in this episode. But before we get into that, what? little business up top, DJ, yes. If I were to type in a www dot
1: to my URL, what would be the first one you'd suggest? www onlystupidanswers.com because that has all the stuff that we do so if you're just checking this out this podcast for the first time or you've been listening a while and you don't know the other stuff we do like our live Twitch show Mm -hmm. or Super TV Showdown Mm -hmm. or Patreon or any of that stuff you can go to onlystupidanswers.com and that should have places where you can listen to this podcast videos that we do everything you need and more and we really appreciate your support uh, in all of those areas because that lets us keep doing the podcast. Yes
0: also we don't push to this one as much as Super TV Showdown which is our show on Thursday. Thursdays, 4 p.m. PST, twitch.tv slash play knocking in on pay- patreon.com slash only stupid answers. But also on Fridays at 1 p.m., we do a show called Let's Talk Comics, where we talk about all the newest comic books of the week. Because we get a DJ gives yes. suggestions on the poll list during our Wednesday mm-hmm. live show. <laughs> we got so much stuff. I'm getting tired. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all good stuff, don't worry. But on Fridays, we we do we actually finally created a show because you guys always ask for recommendations, and it's uh, sometimes it's hard to make sure that we answer all you guys. So yeah. if you guys actually want to know what we're reading and what we think about all those uh, comic books. For $5, you can listen to the audio version of that podcast. It'll be going up later on Fridays. Or for 15 you can watch that same podcast that will go live as soon as we're done or watch live with us at 1 p.m. PST, like we said. But... Uh, if you would like also to
1: join us for these podcasts, that's two PM PST. Anyways, yeah, lots of stuff that's that you all can find Patreon dot com slash Only Stupid Answers. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's a ton of the fun stuff we're doing. But we like to open our episodes, and we like to open this episode before we get into our interview with what we're into this week. And mm-hmm. Sam, you've got something you're actually pretty excited about.
0: Oh yes, there's um actually, uh, oh there's one thing I'm really excited about. Oh man. Okay. So here's what I'm gonna say. I saw a movie this week that I didn't think um. I was, I didn't think about it. (laughs) It was never on my radar. But currently, it's still under an embargo. And I did ask as many people as I could who were at the screening, like, hey, can I, like, just tweet about it? Can I just, Mm -hmm. like, be like, can I talk about it at all? No one got back to me. So I'm going to keep it nice and vague. But I saw Instant Family starring Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, She's, and both phenomenal actors. And wow, this movie's great. And that's all I'm going to say because I don't want to get in trouble because it's great. And it might, it's a, a, it was one of the biggest surprises um, of the year, and I hope you all see it, and then there'll be a full review later. So, there you go. Actually, for that. Uh, maybe uh, we'll be able to do it on the Twitch show next week. It'll be a fun That'd one That'd be great, because
1: I'd still be ahead of time, right? And yeah. Wednesday
0: is when the embargo... I know when the embargo goes up, I just yeah. didn't know if I could tweet and, gotcha, vague, yeah. and vaguely yeah, vague stuff, talk about yeah. it. But that's I'll, I'll say, hey, it's great, and hopefully you can see it. But the thing I did want to talk about is yes. It's Always Sunny. It's their, uh, their finale this week. It is season 13, episode 10. That is insane that they... I've been doing this for 13 years, and I listen to a podcast. Uh, if you guys like hearing actors talk with actors, Michael Rosenbaum has a podcast. That's
1: longer than most normal people have normal jobs. Yes, 13 years. 13 years,
0: and that's an, that's a that's a consistent acting gig. That's not like. Uh, like a cruise or a traveling show or something like that yeah. or even like stand like it's like it's crazy that yeah. this specific show has been last that has lasted this long um, but yes this is the end of their 13th season and apparently but like what I was going to say on their podcast on Michael Rosenblum's podcast in uh, Inside of You great yeah. name uh, he sat down with Rob McElhenney, who is the creator of the show he yeah. plays Mac on the show as well um, and how the popularity of the show's only gone up since uh, they've started which is crazy every single season season 12 mm-hmm. was their most popular season Jeez. because of Netflix and other streaming services and I'm like that's well that's how I found it and that's how I'm now a um, I'm a fan and they yeah. have another season already greenlit for season 14 that's nuts yeah and um, so this is Mac finds his pride and honestly, I would love to just open this up and really talk about it. But since you haven't seen it yeah. and I, and I don't know if you're going to see it or not, but I wouldn't want to ruin it because of actually how special the, the episode is. So it, uh, I can give you the, t- I can give you the synopsis mind, with
1: that in mind. Uh-huh. Is it something, do I need to have watched the 13 previous seasons to just watch this episode? No. Huh? I, do I even I need it, to watch the rest of this season to watch this episode? No. Okay. And I think, and I think that's a, that and that's really not just on the show. I've watched the show before. It's a great show. I just, I, I'm like five seasons behind, you know what I mean? So mm. it's,
0: uh, all you'd have to know is that Mac has come out and he's yeah. gay uh, but the show hasn't really explored it and yeah. um, and the the crew is just kind of like yeah the the episode actually has a there's a lot of good jokes where it's like I just don't get you Mac and like <laughs> they're very honest and it's like honestly because like they, everyone thinks each other is awful because yeah. they all are yes um, and you do get enough background where it's Mac finds his pride there's going to be a gay pride parade and they want they want Mac to be like the their token Talking gay guy whatever uh and he's just not feeling it and like and it's actually they've never had a character just not feel something and be actually truly honest about it where Mm -hmm. it's just like he's not like depressed and he's not like up against like he's not like being uh aggressive about it like his character normally is he's just like no i just i just don't know what kind of gay guy i am i don't know what that means for me and It was, uh, and actually I found out in an interview that this is a response to them finally, like, the fun joke about him being gay but not talking about it isn't the fact that he's gay, it's the fact that, like, he comes from an extremely religious background where the only way he ever felt like he was, like, important is by his, like, um, knowledge in extreme... Almost uh, uh, cartoonish devotion to Catholicism, where mm-hmm. it's not—it's not that he—he he has just such this warped version of Catholicism in yeah. his brain, where like, uh, what's that when you when you whip yourself, uh, flagellation, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. is like th- like that version. I don't think he's ever done that, but mm-hmm. like that's the version of Catholicism that makes sense to him. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's unhealthy, um, and so that's why the him being gay and not talking about it was funny, is because they can make fun of that that mm-hmm. part of his personality. But now that they've let him come out and yeah. they they moved on past that. Like this episode is them addressing it. And it's weird because it's just him and Frank together and, it, and the other characters do show up. And it's really just about them. No. And Frank's whole bit is very funny throughout the, throughout the episode. Nice. I, I think it's really funny, but Eric
1: Rodriguez agrees with you.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, I saw some parts of it. Danny Vito was hilarious and looked crazy, been a fan since season three. Uh, yeah. I hope, hopefully you can watch the entire episode because um, I can't say more no. because I can't. I they have not done an episode like this, and there was a point when I'm like, "What are they trying to do?" And when <laughs> you finally, when you finally get to it, when you finally get to the end, um, it it's it's something very special, cool. and I, I I I don't know where they go from here, yeah. and I love it. I love that I don't know because if it's they the season finale, right? Yeah, and no. that bummed me out because it just snuck up on me, but like. If they were bold enough to do this, they're bold enough to find. Uh, I, I trust them enough to find uh, where they're going to go next from cool. here, because it's a very, uh, it's a very different turn for the show. Mm. Like, and they've done a lot of stuff that makes you question what they're going to do next. But this is actually genuinely like. What are you gonna do? Yeah. So hopefully you can watch it. Yeah. It's Also, by the way, you can hop into this and figure it out that these are trash people. But like this, where episode, do you watch it? Um, I watch it. It's going to come to Hulu and Netflix soon. But I just do season passes on gotcha. iTunes. But also, an episode on that is a yeah. dollar twenty. So or or it's two dollars. So yeah. it's like or it's it, like five bucks. So yeah, it's or six, it could, six tops, maybe Under 15. thirty. Yeah, for this episode. <laughs> but if you wanted to watch uh, Mac finds his pride, yeah. it, it actually is a very... You know I'll say it's a very respectful episode. Cool. Oh, because when they did come out, um, they got such an overwhelming response, and they, it was so positive that they are like, you know what? We actually... And it's been two seasons, apparently, mm-hmm. since yeah. that happened. It, that snuck up on me. Yeah. So, them finally, like, sitting down and addressing it uh, in a way that is true to the show and also very bold, um, good for them. Yeah. And when you... And Vulture, uh, there, it's a website you can read for reviews and whatnot. They're... Breakdown of how they did this episode is so in-depth and so well-written and respectful. Uh, I I highly recommend it. And you're a big fan of AV Club and their yeah. review of this. They gave the episode an A. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that makes encourages you yeah, that yeah. Like you'd want to read it because I know no, you're No, I was seeing
1: good things from them too. So yeah, so before you even mentioned it. So I'll probably check. And again, I like the show, so I'll check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. Very Again, as long as it doesn't require me to have known something in, in episode two, they make this reference Mm-mm. and that, you know what I mean? That
0: you do learn, they do revisit... Um, uh, I say Mac's father. That's, yeah. that, that's still pretty vague when it comes to fighting his pride no. um, and you can figure out basically immediately what Mac's relationship is with his father. Gotcha. Uh, you don't know all like the fun jokes that go into you making this relationship more special for the viewer yeah. but you'll get it. You'll Nothing. get it. And also if you watched enough seasons you'll know how what he thinks about his parents and yeah. how they don't, they don't like him but he will mm-hmm. not acknowledge that they don't like yeah. him. So very good. Uh, I rambled but I very much loved it. I watched it last night mm-hmm. after I came home from instant family Man. Man, so win, I was win. in this like I was in this like weird emotional state and I'm like, maybe this episode hit me harder than it should've and then seeing the internet's response, yeah. I was like, No, this is actually yeah. true. I'm like, Oh, don't don't do this to me yeah. it's been a rough week all the way around and and now this one's like they're really tugging at my heartstrings. Yeah. so uh, for me that's what I'm into this week and also I want to read from the discord soon but before that we do that yeah
1: I'm, it's tough because we talk about so many things on our shows and everything I'm trying to think of something that I don't watch for work uh, something I do watch for work that I've been enjoying is the new titan show on the DC Universe app mm-hmm. and we have, uh, we, of- we have a review we have a review on our YouTube channel and um, we do spoiler reviews on Patreon uh, so check those out because it's. It, I think we all Three of us have different opinions on it so it's Never it's never a boring conversation About that show which I think is fun Um, But something I do uh, watch One of the few things I watch not for work as uh, I've been catching up on Castlevania on Netflix. Okay, good, because yeah. I haven't
0: heard... I know they got renewed after yeah. this season, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, And when it was originally written, there's, it has a long, complicated backstory about how it ended up becoming a thing, and I think it was supposed to be a three-part story, so I'm thinking the third one should resolve it. And it's interesting. It's a very interesting show. They've spent a lot of time with characters that are not in the games part of, like, Dracula. So if, for season one, we've got uh, Trevor Belmont... Uh, runs into this girl. I believe she's a part of a group called the Seers. Uh, and they end up pushing back Dracula's forces because he's Dracula's all bummed out because the the church murdered his wife. And so he's all like, well, I guess all humanity's going to have to be wiped off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. And, and so he it, has the ability to do that. He does have the ability to do that. <laughs> uh, and so they were able to like stop his initial attack on a town, uh, Wallachia, I think. Anyway, uh, and so now they've teamed up with Dracula's son, uh, who realizes his dad's gone off a little bit off the deep end. And so the three of them are trying to stop that. But mm. a majority of the season is actually spent with Dracula's war council mm-hmm. and all their machinations. And it was interesting because I looked it up. It's like these characters aren't in the games or anything. And I was like, oh, Warren Ellis, who writes the show, uh, it's like, oh, he's actually trying to do an honest to God story. He's not just like, hey, here's the game characters you like. He's actually trying to tell an honest to goodness story. And the characterization is really cool. I will say, uh, there's only eight episodes, there's a middle, the middle three was a lot of like dracula's castle we're trying to figure out how we want to do this war no war is happening we're just trying to figure out how we want to do it and trevor and the crew are at his family estate like how do we stop it and they're all just and and it's characters interacting and all that stuff is real thank god one else is a really good writer to make it yeah to make it worthwhile. (laughs) but it is a lot of like hey maybe one of you should all do something i don't maybe because you know some uh some of the vampires go out on a raid which is cool but it doesn't things aren't moving forward. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so that was a little bit of a bummer, but it's it's definitely really well written. And I'm, I'm at the last three episodes of the season and it looks like we're going to get into the the big uh, clusterfuck showdown. And there's a lot of fun references to, because the games have a long winding mythology. Yeah. <laughs> there's like references to the first Belmont. And it's, it's really fun to see uh, Warren Ellis try and make like, hey, we're around traditionally where Transylvania is. Uh, hey, Belmont's not a name from around here. And it's like, well, the first Belmont, who is the chronologically the first Belmont of the games, came from France. And they're like, but what about Trevor? And he's trying to find, he finds ways to make these things work within an understandable reality. Um, was, here's... A question. So yeah. in my brain, yeah. in my kid brain, Transylvania has
0: always been fictional, and then no, all no, other no, there's, people, yeah, yeah, there's yeah Transylvania, yeah, it is. But it's like it's just a section of an. It's an area within a few countries, right?
1: Yeah, it's one of those like there's that spat in Eastern Europe that there's just a bunch of little spits of land mm-hmm. uh, that are countries, and you'll know Transylvania's name and a bunch of other countries that end with Anya, and yeah. that's basically it. You know Estonia, what I mean? That yeah, one yeah. I thought was a joke from uh Encino man yeah yeah. no there's a lot of little there's a lot of little countries in there Transylvania is one of them in the show I, I to. They're, they're around Wallachia which I think was an older name for Transylvania because again he's trying to ground it in like best he can yeah it's a, for what it is because you've got a castle that can transport through time and space um <laughs> and all that stuff but yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting to see somebody like i've heard people say it's, it's probably the best video game adapt- adaptation which is admittedly a low bar to meet mm. um but as far as like characterization and story again i wish it kind of it's like a lot of netflix shows i wish it had a little more of an of a propulsive engine like i wish it was it felt the need to like move things forward quicker or at least give you the sense of things moving forward could you say
0: that that might be a Warren alice thing too cuz his stories never really have end his it, well his, that's his
1: another comics- is the com- this does have the same issue as comics in the first season where they don't like they're it's not buttons but it's just the show just stops the episode yeah. just ends yeah. you know what <laughs> <I mean? laughs> which um, was
0: in um I loved in the which first- is the same with the Wildstorm it just the, yeah. there's
1: not like and an issue just stops
0: in the first episode which I watched is basically yeah. you get Dracula's like motivation yeah. in the first episode which was really good which you could have ended there yeah. but then they go to a bar and you find out that more of this is happening elsewhere oh, yeah. that big, you see the big,
1: big sheep fucker conversation yeah super with, we- it's yeah. super
0: weird and then all of a sudden someone's like yeah belmont and then it goes to another guy randomly in the bar and he says oh no and then it ends and you're like i
1: what, what? Yeah, 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 yeah i
0: guess because i don't know anything about like transylvania or castlevania so i don't know about the belmont i didn't know that's the, yeah, the main that's the, the main characters year, are yeah. but even then like even if you did you're like did that does that guy look like him does nah. he look like a belmont like i don't know yeah. i don't know what this means yeah, yeah. and
1: so i didn't pick up anything after that even though the episodes are not very long oh no they're super short and and the season's short too yeah they're super short they're they're really uh quick to get through and again the characterization is really cool i just think it's you could have spent like there's a, there's a lot of like the the uh war council be like well how are we going to fight this war and i'm like are they f- is everybody just waiting around for you to decide this? Mm-hmm. Are things happening? Like are your creatures attacking stuff? And it's not that it's not interesting. It's just it's stagnant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh so it's still I it's still really interesting. And I do, especially since it is so quick if you're into it is crazy violent. It is like insanely violent. Yeah. So as long as you can stomach that. <laughs> um and you're and you're into this sort of thing like like check it out I'm the, interested to see how it ends the dead kid in the first episode oh yeah there's been nothing as bad as that but good lord is it so insanely possibly unnecessarily violent Mm. but there's people out there that like that I I mean I don't mind violence I'm into violence it's just it's just shocking how violent this show is
0: there are times though when like violence is a little too much in a movie like maybe you don't have a story here but Mm -hmm. no Castlevanias that's not the case but I do want to read from you guys in the discord I'm going to run through a lot of these so buckle up we got Cage 96 Kevin saying I uh, I know right it's fun Uh, it's important don't forget it I want to really embed it like subconsciously for me. You're like, oh, I got to buckle up. Right yeah, now. you're gonna do it in a seat in a restaurant. you be like. No, Click it or tick it. Click it for or those, tick those that it. watch
1: super super TV this week.
0: <laughs> My Hero Academia uh, for then that's a big uh, push. Also, so you you caught an episode of that. I caught I caught an episode of that. Gotcha. But also, I'm seeing some love in here from uh, Jelen Hendrix. Yeah. Food Wars. It's insane and hilarious. It is an anime that a lot of people are showing some love for. Fairy Tale as well.
1: This is more um, anime. Mm-hmm. All anime.
0: Uh, Proby Two Overlord, Sabrina, and Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider Man. Which is uh, Zardasky, Chip Sardeski, who's yeah. not ready. It anymore, but he wrote it for a long time. Yeah,
1: I I wish I had time to check out. I wish I had the time and inclination to check out Sabrina because it's cool how much people like it. I I just don't have any motivation to see it. Same. Uh, Rabbi
0: is still watching Sabrina, but they got sidetracked by playing Mass Effect. Um, just now? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: that's great. The first mm-hmm. three Mass Effect games are amazing.
0: Uh, Kayla Marie chilling Adventures of Sabrina, rewatching Parks and Rec, and Mamma Mia, yeah, here call. we go again and uh pokemon and next week my answer will be pokemon let's go which comes out cool which i i think i'm on the fence with getting i'm gonna let you guys let me know yeah if you guys i, I it. don't have
1: much it's like hey pokemon but without like the battle mecha- like battle mechanics or any of the things you like about the game mm-hmm. all right well, I'm, I'm confused yeah, yeah. I don't need that your boy flash uh i'm into youtube channel overly sarcastic productions
0: they take stories and myths and retell them in a more modern modern way cool and riverdale as well um Kate, uh, Kate Hulahan's heading down to the Austin Film Society to check out what they have going on. Cool. Uh, a fellow moist little ear who works for them is going to show me around. Pretty exciting stuff. That's awesome. Uh, Mks, I just finished watching Grimm, oh, old TV show from NBC, but I really like it. Mks, I've already done my pitch on Grimm. Also, my, my dude. Also, old. It's oldish. Also, they're looking to reboot it, and uh, that's not some way. Also, it, it's a fun concept. That doesn't have an answer for why the world works the way it does, but hey, it's there. Also, Gary, 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 I've been learning more guitar this week. I haven't uh, really watched or read anything. Too much school and work, but hey, I get it. But uh, a lot of people in the chat have been listening to Wolverine, The Long Night, uh, which is on... Freaker Prime or Stitcher Prime or mm-hmm. one of those where it's like a paid a paid yeah. version of that. I'm waiting to see if they open that up. Your boy Flash also Wolverine. Julie Layden, who's watching with us live, what uh, they uh, she wrote that she watched uh, the Haunting of Hill House,
1: yeah, which we talked about last week. But also so good. in the
0: YouTube chat, she's saying she's excited for next week, The Outlaw King, which uh, because Chris Pine, is yeah. also the director from. Um, I don't know who directed that movie, but know it's Chris Pine. The Outlaw King is um, the Catboy movie that we watched last year with Chris Pine,
1: or two years ago now. The Catboy movie? The ca- Cowboy. Cowboy. Cowboy um, No, it's not the same director. The, well, that makes sense because he is uh, um, he is Scottish. Yeah. The yeah, movie. Uh, uh, Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water. Hell or High Water is so good, and I'm hearing mediocre things about Outlaw King. I mean... It, that bums my heart out, man.
0: David Mackenzie.
1: Yeah. Who
0: did? Damn it. Hell or high water, the director. But see,
1: Ty Sheridan didn't write it, did he? Um...
0: Bethesda that's Dean David McKenzie wrote it, and there's a couple other people who are attached to it. But let's they, just you're, talk you're about *Hello, High
1: Water* and how fucking great that movie is. I'm gonna watch *Outlaw King* because it looks beautiful. Uh, um, I've seen the trailer for it on Netflix, and it looked cool. But I've been hearing mediocre things, and life is short. You know what? I am gonna check out this weekend hmm. um, is *The Ballad of Buster Scruggs*, which is the new Coen Brothers movie that's on oh, Netflix exclusive. Okay. And I've been I've been uh, doing some writing, and I've been using their movie *The Big Lebowski*. I guess behind the I don't, behind the scenes of whatever the fuck I'm doing. Uh, and I've been watching The Big Lebowski as reference for what I'm writing, uh, which probably gives you a false impression of what I'm writing. Um, and so I'm I'm really in a Coen Brothers mood, and I like all of their movies. And I'm it's a western. It's a it's a western anthology. Okay. And so I'm really excited to check that out. I
0: do. Uh, I don't. Coen Brothers isn't. A, they are not directors that I actively Wrong. follow but i don't actually follow but i like most of their stuff it's yeah, just yeah. it's when you uh that's whenever i hear that director name it doesn't dig hold my on, brain hold
1: on real quick i want to i want to see what movies of theirs you've seen have you seen uh no Country <sighs> this is, is not gonna be this is not you're not gonna be happy i've
0: seen 95 percent of it
1: what's the 5 percent that you missed
0: so i watched basically all of it yeah and then there's the bit with Jared roland would be yeah he, yeah uh-huh. and so to got to that, you thought
1: that was the end, and you just stopped. I fell asleep, and <laughs> oh, okay, then and enough. then I picked
0: up from what I think is the end of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I like the movie. I mean, yeah. I'm depressed watching it, but oh like, yeah. yeah, it's
1: not a happy movie. All right, Uh raising Arizona. Mm-mm. Oh shit! And see, here's the thing with the Coen brothers; they have directed a lot of movies. Okay. Um, I w- so many. Movies. I'm gonna look through their MDB so we
0: can okay. make this a little easier. Cohen, yeah, 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 Uh, what was it, Scruggs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and just look up yeah, Scruggs. You can up. look
1: up Joel Coen or Ethan Coen. There we go. Um. Where is, Where is it? Producer, producer, producer. I'm glad, Wait. Uh, Julie. I'm glad you watch uh, Haunting on Hill House, Haunting of Hill House. Excuse me, because that that. That show is more, probably one of my favorite of the year. It's really I good.
0: I am going to watch it Sunday. Do it, um, man. I'm very excited. About, I'm excited to check it that out. That
1: will also give you feels.
0: Um, I've seen Fargo. Yes, great. I uh, did not see Suburbicon. I did not see Hail Caesar. I not, uh, Hail
1: Caesar is good. It's not one of their like all times, but I enjoyed it. Um,
0: I, and it looks fun. Inside Lewin Davis, I did it's not see.
1: that. Uh, that's a taker to leave it for me. I've heard the music's really good. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's Oscar Isaac. He's really good in it. And that's um, the first time I saw uh, Kylo Ren um what's his adam face driver. adam driver he has a very brief role in that movie but that was my first exposure to him
0: true grit i saw
1: that yeah that's fine burn after reading i saw yeah uh,
0: no actually, i actually haven't seen burn after reading um his buckle up it's mm. uh when i don't know when you don't know the, the trajectory that Cohen brothers movies usually go where it's mm. like a dark twist really quick and you're yeah. like what what happened what, what's happening and then mm. the movie's just suddenly over yeah um the movie ends in a weird way. Yeah, um, that doesn't surprise me. But there is a twist in
1: the movie that will make you uh, Have you seen A gasp. Serious Man? Uh, I didn't, I've never heard I of it. I highly recommend A Serious Man. It's a really good movie. The Lady Killers I've seen. Okay, I haven't seen that one. Intolerable cruel, Cruelty I, I, Cruelty. I have seen when I was a kid. Did they direct Oh Brother, We're did, Out There.
0: Oh Brother, we Out There is great. They did direct Intolerable Cruelty. Interesting. The Big Lebowski I've not seen. I've seen Fargo.
1: Oh, Movie Night oh we should watch it because I'm even I'm watching it now and I would happily just re-watch it with you <laughs> I've seen
0: more of these movies than I thought and yeah. they've written a lot of movies oh, that yeah. I feel like I've seen um, but I did want to mention one last thing this is a comment from Lizzie McBride uh, binge the whole of Sabrina season fucking awesome watching now The Apartment it's a competition show of designing an apartment lol yeah you get bored easily when you while on maternity leave well congratulations yeah. uh, um, and I understand that there's a show
1: on Netflix this- she's, she's like oh no i didn't have a baby i'm just on my turn yeah i just don't <laughs> you can, don't you don't do tell that. my office <laughs> i've been faking it it's yeah. been a nine month yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for... wow what a you know what what a props to you at that yeah. point if you're able to pull that off <laughs> um you yeah. do deserve the time off
0: of course um but uh now you have more to pull off after that yeah, so yeah. if that was worth it good for you yeah. but i did want to bring up there is a show on netflix that i just need to mention yeah it's like build your own airbnb show it's so okay. weird it's like. A makeover show yeah. but it's meant to make Airbnbs and they can't say Airbnbs I yeah. don't
1: think Branding. Um,
0: but you can't what's cool though what's cool about this show is that if you wanted to stay at the place that gets renovated you can now go online and find the place and look it up and go stay there and a lot of the places are beautiful but the duo is so not balanced the way it should be where it's like two designers one does interior and one does the building yeah. like that one person designs and one person brings it to life the, the team is an expert designer who also she builds the place with her team and the other guy's like now i'm gonna do the seo for you and i'm like oh wow you're the boring one like and also the show knows it because he's barely in it cool. but technically it's a duo and it's a really boring duo but it, i and i'm sorry that i don't have the title of the show that's super dumb of me <laughs> to bring this up without that but it is a very fun show to be like okay This is cool how they're bringing this to life. The first episode's a houseboat, and it's in Seattle. So I'm like, if we go back to ECC, CCC, CCC, CCC. um, uh, it would be a fun one to grab because it's a multi-bedroom one. And one of the bedrooms, it's a boat, but the top where you would steer Mm -hmm. um, the boat is another like lounge slash room cool and you can look out and you can hang
1: out there unless you need to drive well
0: then you could take a nap if you're like you know what driving's gonna a little boring i'm gonna take a nap but it's also great because listen i pointed this boat in the right direction i could take a nap right now (laughs) that's how boats work (laughs) right i could just let it do its thing there's not supposed to be anything out here uh but it's great because the interior designer and builder and everything she's so charismatic and so great and so talented and the way she like brings this stuff to life is really cool and the other guy is there, and so Ooh. if you want a show that's way all over the place, great. Also, David O'Rielly's hunting on of Hill House was so good; it was unexpectedly sad sometimes, but altogether, yeah, right? man,
1: it's it totally it totally looked like just another to me just another mediocre scary show
0: oh sorry and i know this is going a little long last thing i want to mention because yeah. uh, this is from nathan the man i'm into the loki tv show being
1: confirmed and oh, yeah. the name of Di- of the disney streaming service is disney, disney plus. plus of the shows they've talked about the loki one interests me the least because we've gotten the most of him out of any of those characters true but he's been be fair, in, he's been in every thor movie plus mm-hmm. the Avengers plus two avengers movies mm-hmm. but to be fair Here's the thing. Yeah. And also, it's the same story over and over again. Mm-hmm.
0: He, we think he's going to be good. He betrays me. He's kind of good at the end.
1: It'd also be cool if they introduced some Thor characters we haven't seen, like Balder and stuff mm-hmm. like that, in the Loki show. It would be cool. Um, but Throg? Uh, Throg. There you go. Th- better Throg A Throg Bill? Thor. Oh my God. If you put Better A Bill in a fucking Loki show, it would take my money now. Like, you
0: can't get a Chris Hemsworth, but you can get better a-, <laughs> better
1: a Bill, which would not be cheap, but mm-hmm. fucking take my fucking money.
0: But, okay, but here's the thing, though. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. you mentioned, like, you got the most stories out of them, it's the same story. And yeah. the younger audiences, is like love yeah, them. All
1: about they are all about Loki, and I don't get Tom. Tom Hiddleston's great. Yeah. I get it. It's yeah. not that I don't get it. And the role's fun. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he's having fun. I'm just Jace saying we've gotten Scarlet Witch in maybe two and a half movies, so <laughs> that I'm more. I feel like I'm more interested in seeing what, where that goes. And you know Falcon because I mean? he's so great. And and Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's all that we're gonna talk to Julius about Overlord for more on our thoughts on that we did talk about it uh, we did a review for it on our channel mm-hmm. uh, but we enjoyed it Oh, we, we did enjoy it if it's you... fun B-movie monster mash mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's definitely a movie you're gonna throw on with friends next time you hang out yeah. you know what I mean so... and actually
0: this is a fun like you know what I don't know what's in the theater right now what should we see go see Overlord yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a one where it's like you don't need to know we didn't know anything I really knew way less than everybody else going into this because I did <laughs> it was a surprise it had fantastic fest which yeah. is really cool and then once everyone kind of started talking about it i'm like cool cool and i had a blast it is a it's a fun blockbuster with uh like solid characters and action that's like it's the whole it's everywhere it's a there's it's very dynamic so you're gonna have fun with it and you're also gonna have fun listen to our little interview
1: with
2: julius avery
1: hey julius how you doing
2: i'm good man i'm good uh you know i I'm nursing a little bit of a hangover because uh, uh, last night I hung out with the actors after a fan screening and and uh, we had a bit of a late one. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was it was heaps of fun.
1: They seem like a really fun group of people.
2: Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, well you know uh, we we've, we've been tight ever since uh, they they turned up in, in in London and all those guys are uh, they they stayed in this place um, in the one kind of. Building apartment in Soho, in you know, and you know some 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 of the actors uh, like uh, Matilda and everything. She she she. This is her first film, you know, um, big film, and uh, and so you know she took, took full advantage of the the DMS and living in Soho, and and used to have parties in the house and piss off the neighbours, and <laughs> it was a real it was a real. It was a real uh raucous time, but they they were a really tight unit. Like they, you know, some of the guys uh went off and and to boot camp and, and sort of bonded that way and the people awesome. didn't go to the boot camp didn't go to the boot camp, they bonded at the bar. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's going to be a better place to bond. I mean, at least for me. I'm not, I'm that, that sounds yeah. like a more fun time. But uh, first off, I want to congratulate you because we saw Overlord, like we said before we uh, started recording, but we got to watch this movie at Fantastic Fest this year in Austin, Texas, and it was so, it was uh, amazing for me. And being uh, totally, like, uh, candid, I remember hearing about this, like, a couple months ago, and then it kind of snuck up on me when we got to the fest. I was like, oh, crap, this is what's premiering. I'm so excited. Yeah. And you guys, like, sold out all the theaters. It was so cool to see the cast there and we had a freaking blast watching this movie yeah, there was so much fun uh it's very rare to see um uh film reviewers film critics get like uh, a little bit rowdy in a theater <laughs> and well, so it was fun to see them get like hyped over an action film like this
2: it was so much fun i mean i i've never been to a drop house uh screening before you know um in australia uh you know we 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 do have kind of like call it go class or something and you have like the you know the Refined kind of leather reclining chit couches, and people kind of come with wine and cheese and mm-hmm. shit like that. We just, but you know, the, the draft house is like a sports car Absolutely. Know, you can get jugs of beer, you can get like pizza, and you can chow down some buffalo wings while watching the movie. So it was really raucous. It was great. It was lots of fun. Um, and the audience was uh, was really pumped. Um, You know, and it was really nice getting that sort of uh, that reaction to the first screening. Because you know, you're nervous as hell, like walking into like you know your first first ever you know screening, and uh, and you know, so it was it was very much a um, a a lovely uh, birthing of the movie for sure.
1: Well, I'm glad you had as good a time as we did. You mentioned uh, you're from Australia, and so for people that are not necessarily as familiar, you know, this movie's getting a lot of buzz. For people that aren't as familiar with your prior work and everything, like, what's your story? Where did you come from? How did you get to make this movie?
2: Um, yeah, I'm from the middle of nowhere in Western Australia. Um, you know, I was born uh, uh, in this small country town, and and uh, and you know, I, you know, I think like. You know, Perth, which is the main city in, in West Australia, is so the most isolated city in the world. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. And um, so I, I, uh, I, I, I grew up, uh, you know, wanting to get out this small town to begin with and then try and get to the city. And then once I got to that city, I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of that city and get to the East Coast, uh, uh, into Melbourne or or, or Sydney. And because uh, it was, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with where I grew up, and I think a lot of people have that. Yeah, I feel that. Um, I'm from Florida. I get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, we, uh, so I, I didn't really uh, start off with, you know, uh, you know, having a, a school with a media uh, facility or anything like that. I just got into it, uh, you know, taking photos, like my mum. I'm showing my age a bit here, but my mum used, used to... She bought me a camera for my 12th birthday, and uh, and she she basically said, you know, we'll develop um, film for you once a month. Uh, and this is, like, back in the days where you had to spend the, the film off yeah. two weeks. You post it, and it'll come back. Wow. And so, so, like, you know, I was really shit out to begin with, and then, uh, you know, but she... She, you know, thankfully stuck stuck with me and, and continued to pay for, you know, these photos, and then gradually got better and better. And then, uh, and then, uh, so I, I ended up by um, uh, going to art school, and you know, uh, and uh, you know, um, getting into photography, and and then finally, I I ended up by getting into a, a school that had a um, a media facility, and and then I uh, um, ended up by doing a short film, which got me into uh, into VCA film school, which is on the, in Melbourne, and nice. that was really where it began for me. I I, I was in the same class as uh, um, uh, Justin Cazell, who's you know Macbeth and yep. you know uh, other great movies, and and, and also Adam Arkapaw, who you know shot the first season of True Detective and every other bloody cool movie wow. uh, and, uh, and so it was really great. Like I got off on just being around um, fellow students and. You know, it's highly competitive, and and you just wanted to always up the ante, and um, and uh, and I formed some really great relationships, like Adam and I shot um the first short film together, uh, um, and then we did several others, and then um and and then one of them got into Can, and and ended up by winning Can <laughs> called Jerry Can. That's amazing. And we we ended up by um, then, you know, I had a script, um, that you know. Was really, really everyone was hot on and and they were like, okay, um, let's go make this movie. And I was like, had all the finance in place, but then the, the last bit of the finance, which is like um, through the uh, funding body in Australia, which is how we get most of our movies funded down there. Said no. But I was devastated. I was like, I was like on this high you know weekend, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and so I, I picked myself off the off the floor, and and uh, which I, you know sobbing mess that I was, and and uh, and, and I, I and I wrote Son of a Gun, nice.
1: and oh. uh, and and
2: that you know it, you know, and McGregor ended up by uh, um, uh, saying yes to being in the film, and then it sort of just was a domino effect got Alicia candor and uh, and and got all the money, and it was I was like picking shit.
1: That's amazing. That's so cool. So for all the kids out there that want to make movies, you can literally come from the middle of nowhere. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. Just got
0: to have the right work ethic, and this is. And it's so cool to see uh, you jump into a project like this. And so, when it came to making Overlord, uh, what was it like? I mean, first off, I mean that's a very vague question, but for me, it's more like uh, what was it like shooting on location, something like this, and especially since it's a period piece. How like how was that for you?
2: Yeah. Look, you know everything uh you, you know, it was a new cha- everything was a new challenge in this movie. Like I uh, with with Son of a Gun and all my previous short films or anything, it was all location based, right? And uh and we did like maybe one little set build in in Son of a Gun. And uh so it was like ninety percent location and ten percent on set. And the ratio on this was uh was you know um seventy percent uh set build uh on stages and 30, and on a back lot, uh, and 30% of us was on, on, on location. So, you know, and I wanted to, I wanted to have a really practical, tactile reality to the, to, to the movie. So, you know, I didn't want to have any green screens. Uh, as many, well, I had some, but like, you know, those little set extensions and so forth. But I wanted to, be, to uh, do it all in camera, and that, you know, obviously means you have to make decisions. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to make it quickly, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, like when you when you leave the post, you've got fucking ages to just to to, to work it out, and there's endless possibilities. And for me as a filmmaker, I I, 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 I like having restrictions. So I, you know, even though Son of the gun is a very different film, it's a crime, you know, action thriller. This is a very much a like you know an action, sci-fi, horror, war mashup. Yeah, um, and completely different in the sense of like. You know we're building crazy like you know la- you know Nazi experiment labs and and you know French villages and it's all period world war two and we have you know you've got we're building c forty sevens you know with documentary attention to detail and so forth like that and then completely fantastical stuff you know the the um the the, the thing is that for me there's not much difference in how I like to work i like to uh, keep everything. With limitations, so um, uh, so, you, so I always build a set so it's like, a, like it's a location, you, you know, since the, have all the, I don't have any flyaway walls and I have a roof. The whole thing is yeah. built like it's locations because I don't like endless possibilities. Mm-hmm. I like the restrictions, I don't know, it just sort of helps me. And I think it also helps the actors. Um, it, it raises their, their um, performance by 10, 15% when it's real. There's nothing, you can't beat real. And so uh, we did that. Um, we did. We did. Uh, uh, you know, all the all this special effects and makeup was all on camera. You know, Pilu um, uh, aspects who who plays Waffner is a. Uh, you know, um, very. He's uh, was, was a, was a champion. He sat in a chair five hours a day. Yeah, oh, he's a God. he's a
1: pretty significant prosthetic in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, no yeah. joke.
2: He has his half his face missing and like, and so he's in a chair five hours and he has to do 10 hours. But like, he can look in the mirror and go, right, that's what I look like. And the actors can, he fucking looks scary. Like, yeah. for real. Like, yeah, it's t but it's like a guy wearing a really freaky fucking mask. And so the act, the act, the actors um, also were, were terrified. And we did this thing where they hadn't seen the makeup yet. And I brought, I had a stand in to get all the, to get all the, uh, to get all the Technical shit out of the way, and then, and then um, there's a scene in the movie where Wyatt, you know, sees the face for the first time, and Wyatt hadn't actually seen the makeup, and so we brought him in, and he turns, and he's reacting for real, you know, Amazing. and he hadn't seen it before. So anyway, like this, that was fun. We also did a bunch of, uh, you know, really cool analog, old school, you know, going back to your sort uh, of John Carpenter, the thing, sort of. Perfect. You know, creature stuff. We we did um this really cool. guy snapped his neck back in in the movie, and, you know, violently, and you know we did that with uh was um uh see like uh we did it with um old, old school pu- puppetry and and uh, animatronics and uh and it's got this visceral quality you can't get with CG. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, and you know, like I think I think even though like. I don't think you get taken out of the film knowing you know it's not you know it's it, it's a puppet or whatever. It's like of course the the, the actor hasn't snapped his neck back, so they're doing, there's some sort of conceit there. But it doesn't take you out of the movie as much as like I think CG, which you know you have that uncanny valley thing where absolutely you're where where you're, um, uh, you're, 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 you're made, you 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 made you you know you know something's not quite right, no matter how much time and effort you put into getting that CG shot right. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 we just know something's not right. So I think it takes you out even more. So, I, you know, just trying to, for me, it was like, um, you know, trying to make a really um, practical in-camera movie. Um, and, yeah, it was, so that was a lot of fun for me. I mean, I used, I flexed a lot of muscles that I, I hadn't before. And so it was, it was, it was, it was great. It was good good times
1: well it's, you can really tell in the movie too there's a real visceral quality in the movie that yeah. i think really uh adds a lot to it yeah for me you
0: mentioned the scene when it comes to puppetry it's with uh, some neck snapping there's <laughs> a that scene i think is what makes it for me in the movie where it's like or it's it's the first thing i think of when i think of overlord and i because i remember uh kind of um saying oh god and to yeah. myself in my seat I was like oh oh no oh no this is this is amazing <laughs> and this is awful at the same time and I this, yeah. that's the scene I'm like hey there's going to be a point in this movie where you're not going to know how they did it and you're going to we're going to need to talk about it after because all so far it's just been me and DJ talking about <laughs> it and I can't figure it out so thank you for answering some questions for us but um, what was uh, when it came to this movie like when uh, you were approached uh, about this film what really like jumped out to you was like what's the thing it was like you know what I, I want to go with this route or this is the story beat that I really like. What what was it for you?
2: Um, you know I uh, I had a meeting with JJ and we sort of spitball some ideas around and like I told him what I was you know wanting to do uh, next, and and you know in terms of thematics and and uh, and and you know he, he you know he she said you know he's he's a script you should uh, check it out and like it's JJ Abrams of course, I'm going to check it out. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> <so I> think, <laughs> yeah, you said meeting I, with I said,
1: JJ Abrams so casually. Like, yeah. that's just the thing that people yeah. do, you know?
2: Uh, I, I, the reason, okay, the reason why I, I was shooting my pants. Like, <laughs> come on. I, uh, when, I, when I first met him, I act all casual now because one of the things about JJ, once you get to know him, he's the nicest guy in the world and he's completely completely Disarming, um, makes, you feel like, makes you feel like you know what you're doing, which is really important when you're starting out in this business as a filmmaker. And uh, and he really trusts, once 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 he hires you, he really trusts you to, to, to go off and do your thing. Uh, and, you know, um, and so, uh, you know, I took it home and I read it. And, you know, it was like this crazy adventure that um, sort of reminded me of Indiana Jones, but like, you know, it felt like Indiana Jones on acid,
1: right? Yeah, right. On
2: crap. And, and I'd never read anything like it. It was completely bonkers. It, it sort of was this complete mashup of, um, you know, action, sci-fi and, and, and horror. And it really reminded me of those, those, um, you know, great movies growing up, like The Thing, you know, and, and yeah. stuff like that. the other thing that really um, resonated with me was like, okay, the good thing about like, you know, John Carpenter's movies, like the characters you love. And you get right behind them, and you get, get invested. And, 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 you know, there's really great chemistry. I mean, I mean one of my other favorite John Carver movies is like, you know, uh, A Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, one of the best. Oh, come on. Um, I reference it all the time. I love that movie. <laughs> I think it's maybe just because... I, it's funny because I, I reference that movie to um, uh, producers who are like, you know, in the 50s and 60s, and they thought that was a shit movie. But when you're 10 that was the fucking bomb
1: yeah. <laughs> Man, it's, that, that movie's amazing I don't know I don't know what those guys problem are that movie's great <laughs> uh,
2: so uh, yeah um, so, so I uh, um, so I was really invested in the characters you know um, you, for me it's like you know balancing the action and the, and the drama um, and the tone uh, was really um, important so uh, I, I, you know it does take this this kind of um, weird and strange turn but like for me tone was really important so the first 15 minutes of the film we created a mood and a feeling where anything could happen to these soldiers you know which I think creates a, a really tense right for the rest of the movie which takes us into that freaky scary place but you know and you Operation Overlord um, you know which is you know code code name for D-Day in World War 2 if people don't know but it's uh, oh cool uh yeah. uh and sort of the Normandy invasion in particular. Uh, so it was, a, you know, it was a jumping-off point. But when you get to the village, completely fictional and completely fant- fantastical. And uh, you know, that said, we were definitely trying to ground everything in reality with the performances, and 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 and, and also create a, a grounded, believable world. Even though ultimately, you know, we were tapping into some pretty supernatural stuff. Totally, everything. You know, it feels pretty real, and and it makes it all the more scary. I think, and you know, so I, I put a lot of time into, um, you know, talking with JJ and and developing with uh, with Billy Ray, uh, Billy Ray, and Michael Smith, uh, and balancing the action and, and and the emotion. JJ always talks about uh, getting the audience to lean in, and I think you do that. You know, to do that, you've got to care about the the characters. You've got to love them before they go into hell. You know.
1: Absolutely, I think and, that's absolutely true.
2: Uh, and and then it's, you know you know without without you know loving the characters you know or even like fucking hating a character like a, a enough to care
1: yeah like, absolutely Like, night
2: yeah there's you know you know especially for your heroes there's no jeopardy or there's no high stakes if, you know or if you don't have an investment in the characters so you know especially especially um, uh, so that's what I wanted to do I wanted like I wanted to like that 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 moment when an act a character is running down the corridor and they've been chased by a fucking guy with half his face missing. And I want him to be terrified, I don't want them to be laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, um, so, but we still have a lot of fun on the movie. It's like we, we, you know, we sort of thread, thread that that, uh, that needle line up. Um, yeah.
0: No, I mean, that's it, it. was such a wild ride. And the movie also just, I got to point it out. It's, br- it's so brutal. Like, it's so like, it's like at, at points I'm like, oh, you're being mean to me now. <laughs> like, these are characters I actually like and they're like, they're going down. But overall, like, that when you mention like bringing, like pulling the audience in, it does, a, it does a very, you do it, you do a very good job at doing that. Um, with all the characters like you said your antagonist and your protagonist because it's like you 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 become invested pretty quick and what i also like is what you nailed is like right in the beginning you get the horrors of war like right off the bat and you're like oh no this Mm -hmm. isn't like usually you just see the guys on the boats uh kind of coming in that's about it like this is this is leading up to that so it's it's not great (laughs) and then from there it only goes for it only ramps up so i'm like all right i'll i will have to drink a beer before i go to sleep tonight Mm -hmm. because this is going to be i'm going to be a little bit too stressed out um but uh we have a quick uh we have one question here uh from our patreon they help support the show uh and this is from what's his name is small daniel uh right here it says what uh zombie slash horror movies influenced the making of this film you mentioned uh indiana jones you've also mentioned the thing but are there any other movies that really uh inspired you when it came to making this film
2: yeah, listen, you know, obviously, uh, um, you know, I watched a lot of, you know, movies, you know, war movies, horror movies, and, you know, growing up, um, you know, uh, I, I saw everything. And I, I um, you know, had a video shop that I used to ride to, and my mother uh, had an account at the, at the, uh, at a, it was like a general store that that uh, sold milk and bread and also videos. and hmm. But, live in the country and uh, one of the deals that I uh, was always bargaining with my mom but I think parents should take advantage of children and um, I knew that very very early on uh, and uh, and I, I was like mom all right if I'm gonna ride five miles to get the milk and bread you, you know you got to give me something and I so I get I get weekly videos and uh, um, so I saw everything and my, the guy that um, the guy that uh, ran the place just let me you know hire I movies a movie, but that's when I was 10. Nice. So I got to see everything. Um, but, uh, um, you know, uh, you know, but I guess the real journey starts, uh, you know, when I used to look through my grandfather's photo album as a young boy, and he, he was in North African campaign in World War Two, and he used to tell me about his adventures and show me all his medals and his bayonets and his dis- disarmed gran- grenades and bullets and uh-huh. stuff and, and, uh, and, um, I was completely fixated. Every time I visited I used to bug him all the time. Like, Granddad, can you show me the album? And uh and he was he was always willing to, to take me through and tell me about his adventures and um even as a kid I, I I I could tell he was a part of something big, bigger than him, bigger than me and, and I I guess that's where I've always wanted to make a, a a movie, a war movie. Um and, you know, even a fucked up kind of <laughs> One like this.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think uh, it really does a good job uh, capturing that kind of that kind of world, that kind of feeling uh, of the world at that time, and it's just a, it's just a blast like it was yeah, so much, so much fun, fun to watch and I can't wait to take my friends to go see it uh, Julius thank you so much for joining us today man this is uh, we really appreciate it and I can't wait to see what work you do in the future uh, you have a very cool vision so uh, congratulations on this I'm, I
1: am i can't wait for it to just blast off
2: thanks guys I appreciate it's been cool alright
1: thank you so much Julius for giving us your time uh, guys at home I hope you enjoyed guys and gals at home I hope you enjoyed our uh, interview with him uh, let us know what you think about Overlord if you go see it check out our review at youtube.com slash only stupid answers and for everything else only stupid answers like we said at the top of the episode go to OnlyStupidAnswers.com yes please and thank you also consider
0: supporting us on patreon.com only stupid there's a bunch of shows that we do over there specifically for patreon like our comic show and super TV showdown that when you guys support there that actually uh is how we do yeah, everything that's so, how we make this happen and so. in the past you guys have support like maybe you guys supported in the past and then you're like you know what things are a little tight and maybe uh, you know I, I had to step back for a little bit, consider looking at it again and if anything, uh, you know, Gets you interested. Uh, we appreciate it. And
1: as always, you can always share this with your friends. Post mm-hmm. this on social media. Um, maybe shout this out to like famous people. See if they want to come on. I don't and know. Also, oh, we'd love Whatever that. gets the word out. Yeah. I don't know. And also on our YouTube videos, if you guys look at the
0: bottom below the uh, description, you'll notice there's merch there now. So you can just click right there if you're like, "Ooh, that's pretty cool." What? And um, Teespring also made a bunch of new things like available, which uh, makes me and DJ a lot happier. And <laughs> now we get to do cooler merch for you guys. There's fleece
1: blank. Blankets, guys what? you want
0: a fleece blanket you can get
1: one so that's <laughs> it from us i'm dj wildridge at dj talks trash i'm at sam basher uh everywhere that matters and
0: um yeah you can follow us there for more but also guys we're putting out a lot of youtube content a lot of twitch content a lot of stuff thank you to everyone who supported us in any way that you can and we'll see you next time bye-bye <laughs>